Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? It's not Sean Ross Sapp. It's COVID Kate. All I do is get COVID and man. I'm kind of sour about it, but I'm feeling okay, but not as sour as Alex Pulaski. Joining me today, you get a special Kalex edition of AEW yes. Rampage and SmackDown post show. How you feeling, Alex? Um, well, we'll get to SmackDown. <laughs> we'll get to SmackDown. The most beautiful way you could see it say that, guys. <laughs> Leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. It helps people find us in the algorithms. Send in a super chat. Send in a humper chat at humperchats.com. If my dad can type in that URL, you have no excuse. Works like super chats. It's a little bit wonky to figure out. But if you do, we appreciate it so, so much because we get to keep a little bit more of the pie. Uh, yeah, and we got a lot of breaking news happening at Fightful Select. No surprise there as it is Royal Rumble weekend. We've got a lot to talk about with SmackDown in regards to that. Probably not as much as we should in regards to Rumble, but um, we have some exciting developments that kicked off the show, but we are going to start with AEW Rampage first. Um, Alex, we opened with John Moxley versus Bowens. I was so excited for this match, and I felt like it delivered in a lot of ways. I'm a big Bowens fan. He was tearing up the New Jersey independent scene for a long time. Um, very, very nice to see him in the ring with John Moxley. Moxley looks great since his return. Both of these guys could really go. One thing that I love about Rampage is those opening matches are always high energy, always draw you in. What did you think of this opener? Uh, it's, it's, I, I love Bowens. I think he's got a really, really bright future. Um, one of the, like he's one of those guys that, um, whenever we get to see him talk, he's obviously like got a personality. I don't, not sure how great, like great a talker he is, but he's got a really great personality. Um, I think it really works him and Caster together because Caster's the mouth and he's the worker. And I think that's a really, that's a really fine combination for this tag team. But of the two, I think the one with the higher ceiling in AEW is Bowens because I just think he's, 
he could he could work so well and um and i'm so happy to see mox back um it's it's if you want to start off every episode of rampage with him and that and that song and that pop um i'm i'm fine with it um i also appreciated uh <laughs> caster's line he says uh, the network called he said watch your mouth i thought that was good um i um i i i love uh i thought this match was 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 really an interesting story was being told i think that like mox isn't all the way back yet because the mox we saw before he went away would have beaten anthony bowen's head into the ground in about 12 seconds doesn't matter how great a worker anthony bowen's is like what the tear that he was on um before he went away now i don't know if they're trying to tell like a well, he's he's working off ring rust, or he's a different Moxley now than the guy who was just full of rage before he had to go away and 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 figure out out some stuff basically as a, 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 a along with the alcohol um, uh, rehab. But like, it's a cool, it's a cooler, um, slower build story to what this Moxley can be. He's definitely being positioned, and we'll talk about this. Uh, I think as as the good guy in this thing with Danielson, which I did not know what they were going to do is I think that, that it was, it was always up in the air for me as to whether or not Danielson was like going full heel forever or just for this pay hangman page thing. And then we'll go back to like rooting for him. So it seems like he's going to stick around in that darker place, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I've been with you. So I thought the match was great. I love seeing Bowen's work, man. His match against Danielson, this match against Moxley. Love hearing the wild thing hit. It's always so much fun. Some great spots in this match. The suplex off the rope spot always pops me. But I agree with you. I didn't know where Danielson was going to go next, if he was going to be a heel just to rip through Dark Order and to face Paige. I think people... A want to cheer for Moxley now that he's back. Like, well, I sure, think- that's that's absolutely true. And I and I'm a big proponent of if a guy comes back for whatever reason or girl, and the crowd wants to cheer for him, let him do it. But Just then you him- can you can let him do it for six six to eight weeks, and then you can find a way storyline wise to get back to whatever you wanted to do with him beforehand. But for now, I absolutely agree that he should be the babyface. I think so too, and I don't know if I expected this run of a heel Danielson to catch fire the way that it has. But this has been one of my favorite runs of the Danielson, Daniel Bryan career. I've just been really, really impressed with what he's been able to do. And I've said this kind of ad nauseum. So apologies to you who tune in weekly to hear me say this, but I just think it's incredible that AEW doesn't, okay, you're a heel now. So you're this guy. Like it's so refreshing to see just these changes in attitude I always use Kingston as another example of someone who doesn't need to be a different person. You just book them a little bit differently and you adjust their attitude a little bit and all these little nuances of storytelling come into play. So I love that we are going here next. I think the tournament callback is such a great place for that story to go. And I think Mox just getting a couple wins under his belt, like you said, maybe not as dominant. I have a little bit more forgiveness for that too on Rampage because it is a little bit more supplementary programming. If this took up like too much of a chunk on Dynamite, I think I might kind of be like, eh, Mox should be a little bit more dominant than this, but they are clearly also building the acclaim in the process. So yeah. Um, so good stuff opening Rampage. Uh, we got Mark Losper, who's always supporting us, 
chiming in with a hump for chat saying that caster's rap was extremely well restrained tonight which was good he still got a god-awful rapper though kind of just wanted moxley to destroy bones to be honest and build to the danielson story i i get what you're saying with that they clearly see something in the acclaimed i like them a lot as an act i don't know if i see them as like tab champions but they're giving them a lot of time so you don't want to destroy somebody I do kind of feel like in a tag match, though, if you're taking, or I'm sorry, with a tag team, if you're taking one guy, you can have them lose in a in a somewhat less dominating fashion here. But uh, Caster, maybe don't judge his raps based on the four lines that he gets to put on TV every single time he is going to be on that Black History album that's coming out. Um, and I think when we saw the longer form stuff that he did a couple of weeks ago, too, it was a little bit better. So just keep in mind that this is like pretty tame for TV and he only gets four lines to go. But what did you think? Would you have rather seen a more dominating win by Moxley or were you okay with this? Well, again, I I, I think the story they're telling is that he's not, because I mean, I, I, I have, I have a, 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 a very high assessment of Ethan page. So I'm not surprised that, that it took a while and a, a roll up, to beat page in his first, in his first match back. Um, and I also said, as I said, I, I have a very high uh, um, opinion of, of Bowens as well. I, I feel like it's not like there are people they have on the roster for whom I feel like, yeah, just, just have Mox just blow through the guy. But I think that, that, um, that it helps both of these uh, two fellas to look good against Moxley. He gets the victory, which is important because you want to build more victories. If people are thinking maybe, He's got a program for Hangman down the line. You want to, you've got to build those victories to start the year. So um, I thought maybe it was a little too much Bowen's offense, but not like I wanted to see a squash or anything. Agreed. And to your point, it's not like Serpentico or someone like people who are there to fill that role. You're Matt Seidel's. We also had the nerd guru pointing out that that he loved that Seth and Roman stuff ended SmackDown. And then we moved right into Mox. We got a whole shield kind of triple shot here, which I always appreciate. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just spreading COVID all over my apartment. So we move on to this Andrade Darby segment. Andrade just wants to buy people. It seems like, so I just have been loving this from Andrade. It seems great just to see him, on some sort of path on a television like company here. I've been so anxious for him to have something that he can finally sink his teeth into because he just seems like one of the coolest dudes in the world. I kind of love this big money character for him. This worked for me. What did you think of it? Um, I, 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 <laughs> I've really loved the whole, like, where is, where's your boss? What, where is this person that you work for? Because <laughs> there's no such thing as friendship. Before we get too far ahead, I want to acknowledge a mistake that I made. Tony Marrero points it out that he beat he beat Ethan with a with a bulldog choke, not a roll up. I don't know where my head was at, but Smackdown. apologies. I remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yes, yes, it's true. It's probably there. I um, I'm I just want Andrade to fight Darby Allen in a match. Can like I'm, I think this is good. I think this is good. I, I think that what they're doing is good. If what they were doing to stall before they get to the eventual match was bad, I would be angry. Right now, right. I'm just impatient. I'm just I'm just a kid who's like, okay, it's December 21st. 
four more days, four more days until Christmas, four more days until presents. Like it's not, it's not like it's, you know, it's Christmas Eve and I can't sleep and it's three in the morning. I have four more days. I've got to wait. It's it's only four more days. I'll be fine. But I just want to see Andrade versus Darby Allen. And what they're doing right now is good. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh occasionally. That's good. But I, I just want, I want Andrade to wrestle more than like once a month. Like, I feel like I never get to see this guy. He's one of the best workers in the world. He's so good. And I just want to see him more. And that's, that's all they, all the notes I have about this that could be negative is just like, whenever you'd like to go ahead and give me that match, I don't want to have to wait until the first week of March if it's going to happen at Revolution. Yeah. And I also don't need that to be a one-off, like, let's sink our teeth into that because you know Darby is going to bump like a freaking maniac for that. And I yeah. am very excited. Uh, Chris Rain's chiming in via Humper Chat at HumperChats.com. Uh, you can <laughs> go there to donate. You can also donate your super chats. But Chris Rain saying that Andrade's comedic timing is amazing. I could not agree more with that. I have really, really loved this. And to see him grow from not having necessarily like the best command on the English language and that being WWE's reason for not letting him give promos, I think he's been really great. I think he's been kind of gently developing a little bit more in that respect. And I, I think now that we're kind of over like this rotating valet situation for him, yeah. he's really come along. So I'm very excited to see that. But we move along to Lee and Brock with Arn Anderson versus FTR. FTR is amazing. The other two were good. I don't really have a ton to add. Yeah. Um, this this felt like, um, like FTR... Um, uh, honoring Arn Anderson um, by letting the kid get in some offense. Like we love, we love Arn so much. We're gonna make make sure his kid looks good. Um, because FTR, in my mind, is the greatest tag team maybe ever. Um, they could they could do whatever they want. They can make somebody like Brock Anderson look good, which is hard to do because he doesn't have a whole lot of matches underneath it. He's got, again, they they keep harping on it. Jericho went crazy about it. He moves around like his dad. Okay, good. That's fine. Um, uh, Do I think that, 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 that Brock Anderson has a higher overall ceiling than Dominic Mysterio? Yeah, I do. I think that, that he's actually farther along at this point than Dominic was. I think that there's a chance he could be something, but right now, FTRs need to be given any offense to 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 the to the performance center kids. Like, because that's basically what these guys. Lee Johnson is farther along in his career than, than Brock Anderson is, but um, but only FTR could do what they did for Brock Anderson and make it look as real as they did. And it's but it's still, I don't buy it. I just don't. I just don't buy FTR kicking out of near falls and stuff like. They kept just. Go in there, take care of business. I mean, the whole point was we're gonna prove that we're 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 more your son than your actual son is. So I thought they were actually gonna do that storyline in the match. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it didn't fully play out. I'm okay with this because it was on Rampage. If this was something that was on Dynamite, this would be my why didn't you put a second women's match on this card instead sure. match? But because this was on Rampage, and because FTR just is incredible and such a, a love letter to tag team wrestling every time that they're on my screen, I didn't really have as many complaints about that. We have Lord Jackson chiming in with the Humper Chat saying that 
Has AEW started adding crowd noise for Rampage because acoustically after the FTR match sounded like the hottest match of the night, but visually the crowd barely reacted. That disconnect really distracted from the match and did nothing to enhance it. I don't know if they're... I'd have to go back and, and, and watch again to see that. But, but I mean, it, it's in the middle of Rampage. Everyone's kind of done for the, like, you know, the Cleveland. It's, it's cold. People's got, people people got to go home. It's a school night. Like, I feel like at that point, I understand why on a taped Rampage, maybe the crowd isn't into the middle of the Rampage card. But um, but I, I, I did not actually notice that. But you may be right. But if that's the case, that's that would be my explanation. Yeah, and I think they probably didn't pipe it in because I think that's something you kind of have to do live. But they probably just jacked up the audio. Their audio is all over the place anyway. I feel like a lot of times, a lot of like reports of live crowds being way louder than we've been hearing on TV and vice versa. So uh, you're right in that it, it can be distracting at times. We have Volib popping in with another chat saying, you think Brock was born a fully formed man with a beard? I do. I think he came out of the, the womb that way. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think he was born a fully formed man with a beard. I think he was born a baby with a beard. Okay, that's, you know, that's a fair point. I'll yep. take that. Yep. Mark Losper also chiming in to say that Cash saved Lee's ass so hard in this match. Lee was heading straight into the ground before Cash ran under him. That was not the greatest spot in the world. Yep. They are so damn good. They really yeah. are. They really are. And they just they just love tag team wrestling so much. Like, it's so evident. And yeah. the their psychology and all the tributes to the old school style, I just... I love watching them work and they're definitely, in my opinion, the greatest tag team, like in, in the modern era, because I'm a psychology nerd. Like yeah. you can argue young bucks if you want to, I'm not going to say that that's wrong by any means, but stylistically like FTR, what they do for my heart. Oh, right. they're just the best. So. One of my favorite FTR slash revival matches ever was back in NXT or was a triple threat. It was them and DIY and AOP for the titles and and we got to see a completely different side of the revival who were like um okay we want want any part of those big big hosses so we got to figure out a way to keep them out of the ring so we can pin the little guys and anytime aop came anywhere near them they ran away and it was just this totally different style of them but it would totally fit within their thing it was like those guys could take our block off and we could lose this match we got to make sure we stay away from them. We can push the other two teams together and then try and shit can somebody out of the side and then get a pinfall. But it was a completely different psychology than they ever used. Um, and we didn't get to see that that much um, uh, beyond that match. But I always thought I always go back to that match and go, these guys can tell any story in the ring. I love it so much. They really can. And they can even invent them out of like thin air too. I've seen a couple of situations on like dark and elevation where just by the psychology, even with talent that the crowd is not familiar with there, they still manage to put a story in there. It's, it's really incredible what they do. So um, we stand them. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, we get um, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, I am very excited. We're getting that match next week it is going to be such a great introduction for those who don't know mercedes martinez yet there's so many times where collisions of styles are something that is what makes wrestling magic these two i think are going to be alike in the right ways 
where I think it's going to be the magic happens a lot that way. Like they both really, really lay their shit in. Um, Mercedes Martinez is someone when she was released from NXT, I was like, AW needs to go and get her because the division was not as far along as it is now. And then they didn't. And I was like, that's stupid. And she showed up in Impact. And I was like, I can't argue with that. And then she wasn't signed to Impact. She was just working appearances. And now she's home in AEW. She's someone that I think is going to be so valuable, not only in the ring, but I could definitely see her being someone like how Serena Deeb, it sounds like, is agenting matches and helping produce and put them together. She has been around this industry for a very long time. She's wildly skilled. She can make anybody look good. I think she's going to do wonders for this division. And I think her and Thunder Rosa are going to put on a match that absolutely slumps, that slaps and humps together. Can Hold we make sl- it? Can slump we make doesn't, it slump is a bad I thing. know, it doesn't work, but it should. No, a it's match like, guess, that slumps is a match that does this. It's like, mm. but slaps and that. humps should work. But what about haps? No. It haps. It's the, it's the haps. What's the haps? What's Alan? the haps? Well, the haps is this match. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Mercedes Martinez. Um, I loved, I loved her since, um, since the first May Young classic. And I was just like, wow, who is this? Who is this on my screen? Put her in every match. Um, and yeah, her and Thunder Rosa should be great. It's weird to me. They're doing it on a, on a, on a, on a rampage. Like this is, this is like, this is your marquee women's match of the week. Like do that, uh, like you know, top of the second hour of dynamite, b- like build to it, like let these two women go, have a great, great match. But I mean, I, I don't want to complain about it because I haven't seen the match yet. But I, I'm, 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 I'm very excited to have her in AEW because she a- uh, adds so much, a different kind of depth. There's just there's so many kind of things you can do with her, with not only just her size. And the way she wrestles, but her her ring veteranness, um, there's a there's a lot of great stuff to, to do there. Um, man, like next week looks like it's kind of stacked with all kinds of really good stuff in AEW. Agreed, and we do have a humper chat coming in from Joseph Quire. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I believe Rosa- it's Kirai. Kirai, I think. All right. That, we'll that, go with that. That's as good of a I guess think, as mine. Thunder Rosa's versus Mercedes next week is going to. Hum. It will. It will hump. It will hump. You know how we sent that chat in, Alex? Uh, humper chat. Via humper chat. We love that. Also, this is how you know the power of hook. Okay, we're getting humper chats for hook. We're getting hooker chats, and he wasn't even on the episode, Alex. Nope. But Mark Losper chimes in saying, "Apparently, Dominic Mysterio wants to face Hook. I don't even know what to say to that." It's not going to happen, like, I, and he would get his ass kicked, I think. I, I, I would like to see them actually fight. I, I don't know if I want to see a, a match booked, because then then there's... No, I, but I want to see them actually fight, because I just want to see... Look, just just end Dominic's world with, with, a, with a hip toss. That's all I want to see. Beautiful. Yeah. Moving back to Rosa versus Mercedes, um, we also are going to get Starks versus Jay Lethal for the FTW title next week. I'm looking forward to what happens between the ropes on that one. But Mark Losberg chiming in with the Humper Chat saying, who do you put over in Rosa versus Mercedes? Rosa needs to be built, but this is Mercedes' first match. Difficult booking decision for me. That's a really good point. I don't like people losing in their debut. Thunder Rosa has been interfered with by so many people. I could see something happening that affects the outcome in that way where Mercedes goes over and maybe this pushes us back to Britt Baker. 
I really, really hate people losing in their debut, though. I'm hoping Mercedes goes over, but I agree. You don't want to take Thunder Rosa off the streak. What do you see, Alex? If they're doing Rosa and Baker at double or nothing, this is early enough in the year before that's not until May and she can recover. So she could lose this match to Mercedes now. And by the time double or nothing comes around, she could be number one contender. Um, so that's my thing. If there's, st- if they're planning on doing it at revolution, then you got it. You got to have Rosa wins too, too close to, to when they would do that. So that's, that's, that's my deal. I think you can have Rosa win no matter either way, because Mercedes, it is her first match. All she has to do is come in there and just wreck shop, but ultimately lose uh, like a, a flash thing that wa- happens out of nowhere that she's not prepared for. Um, you could you could do a, a, a certain things to protect her. Um, I'm thinking in a way like 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 they protected Ethan Page last week, sure. Where he was he was dominant through stretches of that match, and he ended up not tapping out like he passed out. Like there's there's things you could do to protect uh, Mercedes and. Her losing her first match could send her on a on a rampage, no pun intended, through the division, smashing other other women to try and get back up to the top. Um, there's, I wouldn't mind them like doing the doing a thing where Thunder Rosa beats her, and then Mercedes says, "Okay, well, you beat me the first time. You're never going to beat me again." And un- until she can get that, maybe that's maybe that's ultimately one of Thunder Rosa's biggest rivals when Thunder Rosa becomes champ. You know, like that could be a thing you could actually tell that long enough of a story. I'm not sure. My only complaint with that is when you said no pun intended. Intend your puns. Do not be a coward about your puns, Alex. (laughs) We have Abe Lackman timing in with a Humber Chat saying, Hi, guys. Really looking forward to Lethal versus Starks. I've been a fan of Jay Lethal for many years. See, Sean, I'm not the only one that watched ROH. He likes to say it was only me as an aspiring wrestler. Oh, very cool that you're an aspiring wrestler. I've looked up to him for many years. What does Gunther think of lethal versus Starks? Well, now team Kalex who does the Tuesday night show is coming into the play. And those of you who only tune into the Friday night show, you're going to get a little taste. I think of what you're missing out on, on Tuesdays. And it's going to be real weird for you, but we have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like the FTW Championship. I like it. I think I should. I should. I should win that title. But uh, first, then we have to have this match between Nikki Starks and Jay Lethal. Yeah, I don't know. They're too small. Too small. If I chop them, they might turn to dust. So I'm hoping maybe Will Hobbs could could win that title from Jay Lethal, and then I could face Will Hobbs because I don't want to kill anybody when I chop them in the chest so hard. Yeah. It's like, it's so uncanny. It's like he's in the room. Uh, Everybody who's from Austria sounds like that. It's true. That is a scientific fact. Before we swing into the women's match, I do just want to call back some more general chats that we've gotten about this episode of Rampage on the, on the overall spectrum here. Uh, Shotkid29 chiming in saying that Dan Housen's Twitter was on fire tonight. Yeah, if you're not following Dan Housen at this point, I don't know what you're doing. He and Thunder Rosa always make, like, for the top bracket of Sean's interviews for the the year. I think this year they were seven of the 25, and he did, like, four with Dan Housen and three with Rosa. So just an idea of how over Dan Housen is for all of you dissenters out there. 
We have uh, Brent Lockman chiming in also about Danhausen saying that while we're manifesting, we need a sit down interview with JR and Danhausen. Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what Jim Ross's thoughts on a Danhausen type of person That's would be. Why we need it. I, 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 would, I would guess if, if he, if he no sells it in his really cantankerous Jim Ross way, it might not help the situation of, of, of getting Dan Housen over, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. there, there's, there's, there is a small minority, but a very vocal minority who will, who are going to, who are going to doubt everything they, they give Dan Housen to do. And a, a little thing like putting somebody up there with him, like a Shivani, I think would totally be all about Dan Housen hijinks. But I think Jim Ross might be like, ah, what the hell is this? You know? So. What if Jim Ross didn't, what if Jim Ross went to sit down with him for an interview and didn't ask him any questions and just was like, like, I'd be all in for that. Love to see. Love to see. We also have a question from ShotKid29 chiming in saying, with all the non-competes ending in the next couple of weeks, how quickly do some of them show up in AEW? That is a good question. I think you're going to see some of the women very fast. I think Athena in particular I think Keith Lee will be a pay-per-view debut. Um, what are your thoughts, Alex? Man, the indie scene is booming. So it's not like they, they have nothing else to do. So they might be like, okay, I'm we, we've had the talks. Here's We're going to sign. But you don't have to debut everybody within the span of two weeks. You know, even if there's, even those non-competes are up. So they might space it out. They might have somebody be a joker. On something like that in, in the in the future, um, I'm 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 here for for it all. I want as many of as the, as the top of the top people in AEW as possible because that's the shows that I watch and review. You know what I mean? <laughs> Selfishly, um, uh, but uh, but I think that that yeah, I think the women is, is one of those things. Like if you just added Athena, Mia Yim, Tony Storm type types um, uh, um, to to AEW. All of a sudden, like okay, it becomes undeniable. Like you are cur currently, and I give them credit; they are running a lot of um, non-title women's programs right now, which yeah. is great. Now they got to start running women's matches, like good ones, long ones on the shows, and then and then and then you'll be right where you need to be. And once you have those those talents, I feel like you're, you're not going to be able to stop them from having those matches. It's almost as if to get better women's programming and ratings, you have to put their matches on television. Wild idea. It's, it's, it's weird. We've got Jonathan McPherson chiming in saying, I think we do know what JR thinks of Dan Housen. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I think we do too. And Graham B saying, would Dan Housen <laughs> call JR Jim Sauce? Yes. 100% Housen. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. So we'll swing into the women's match here. Uh, we had Jay Carville. Carville? Like James Carville? No, we had Jade Cargill versus yeah. Julia Hart. Uh, or as our wonderful moderator, Louise said, Blackheart. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Rains uh, hopping in with a humper chat saying, I love the subtle changes in Julia's behavior. Yes, this is something that I felt like really shined during the match and is a strength of hers. I've been kind of comparing women that are where she's at to like Carmela, where 
not necessarily their greatest strength to be in ring. I feel like Allie fits into this, though her in ring has improved drastically over the past year. I'm very, very happy to see that. But like some people are just hilarious in the ring and the stories and their facial expressions. And not everybody has to be like a technical wizard. You don't need everyone to be like Serena D. But I thought Julia Hart, especially for how young she is, did really, really well with the storytelling aspect here. Still a little green in the ring, as is Jade, but I think Jade's pump kick looks awesome. I thought this match was serviceable enough for, for the reign it was. It was longer than I thought it was going to be, so I'm glad to see that this reign of Jade's is not just squash, 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 squash. Um, what did you think of this match? I thought it was fine. I, I The thing I liked the most about it was, was what we found out on, on Wednesday, where uh, the question had been, what's, what's the TBS title going to be? Like it's kind of an open challenge for the TNT title and there's ranking system for the world title and the women's title. What's the TBS title going to be? Turns out it's just Jade gets to pick her own opponents, which I thought was a really good thing. And it's just completely like, it's not going to last forever, but for her first three or four, if she picks her own opponents, that's great. Or maybe she picks her own opponent and that person becomes medically uh, disqualified from competing. So in her place, we found somebody else who's a suitable replacement and it's Athena. Like maybe that's the thing is she's picking the weakest people to go through because she wants to do some light work. She gets paid the same and no matter what, she gets the opportunity to pick whoever she wants. Well, how about the one-eyed girl? Like it's that kind of a thing. But all of a sudden she doesn't get to pick her own opponent and out of nowhere, we can, have, we can tell that story of somebody debuting and beating her to like immediately get 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 um rocketed to the top of AEW's women's division that's possible i love that too and i think this really works when you're a heel like it makes sense that you would want to be in control of the opponent that you're picking more than an open challenge does it's kind of the reverse and for someone that's undefeated it gives you the acumen to to make that assertion i think if you're like well I'm 25 and 0. I've basically beat everyone here. Why don't I get to go and pick out who who my next victim is, especially when I have Smart Mark Sterling in my corner? So yeah. I I like this too. I think it was good. Match was serviceable enough. Um, we have Jonathan McPherson saying that Jane's push-up spot is a great addition. I always pop for in-ring push-ups. I also popped for Danielson's jumping jacks. I love that old school heel stuff. It's so fun. Saying adding something to engage the crowd in a squash match is nice old school stuff. That is. That's a really, really good point. Um, Nerguru saying Athena to eclipse Jade out of nowhere and beat her. Yeah, I'm all for that. And I know Alex is too because he's like the biggest Athena slash Ember Moon stand yep. ever. Yep. <laughs> yep. There was a running gag where I would always like where Ember wasn't on TV. And I would always say, where does where's Ember Moon? Where does Ember Moon fit into all this? I'll tell you where. She's in catering. And there's the blah, blah, blah. And they, they had to kick me off of the regular Raw reviews because I got so mad. <laughs> Athena. Well, WWE creative about Athena broke right. Alex. And now I get to hog him. So I will mm. take it. Mark Lossmer saying that I know people don't love when this happens. But if Athena turns up, her first match needs to be taking the belt off Jade. Here's the thing. I don't normally love situations like that either, especially in promotions that have rankings. It doesn't make sense. That's what I've loved about the CM Punk and the Danielson stories. They have been earning their way to the top. With somebody the caliber of Athena coming in and the fact that it's for a lower belt versus your world championship belt, 
I kind of like that. And the story you laid out is great. If there's a justifiable reason for why that person is getting that opportunity, even better. But I understand the fundamental nitpick about that. I get like a little bit more forgiving about it when it's a mid-card title. Yeah. Um, And now it's time for the main event. We have Jurassic Express versus Private Party. Chris Rain saying we have an ass boy sighting in the crowd. We sure did, did. buddy. We, we did. sure did. Alex, I'm gonna throw this to you. What did you think of this match? Um, it was overall it was it was fun to watch, and I think that's the most important thing. Uh um there there, there were times where it didn't nothing not everything clicked. Um, but I thought that there were some certainly very um uh, dramatic near falls and cool spots and stuff I hadn't seen in a while, you know. I'm uh, overall. I've I've really um I really loved Private Party when when AEW first started. I was like, who are these guys? These guys are a lot of fun. Um, I I I like watching them a lot. Uh, I love that there was like this little mini push for them at the beginning where like they beat the Young Bucks in the first round of that uh, tag team tournament, and everyone was like, who the hell is Private Party? Kind of a thing. And because of injuries, they've kind of fell by the wayside. But I still think. They've got a, a title run in them in the next couple of years, and um, they're always they're always a great bet to like you know turn up the heat, make make things a lot of fun to watch. Um, but you know this this is the title they've decided to bestow upon Jungle Boy for now, and it ain't coming off him anytime soon. Um, so it'll be a, it'll be a while. I I honestly feel like the way you're gonna get out of that is 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 a is tension between him and and Christian which seemed like it was going in that direction for a while, but now it's back off of that. So we'll see where this goes. But um, I thought this was, this was good that, that the finisher they do always the thoracic express always makes you go. I don't understand how that works. Like in a physical way, I got to slow that back down. I got to watch that in like one quarter speed to figure out what the hell's going on. But I, I it was beautiful to watch. So, yeah. It is. Yeah, there were a couple of parts that I felt like got a little bit clumsy. I think it's almost because both teams are so acrobatic where it's like an overabundance of um, gymnastics in a way. Not that I hate flippy do bullshit, but it just created like almost too much momentum at points. But this was a fun way to close out Rampage. I kind of wish this was switched with Bowens and Mox, but that's because I like my main events in the main event place. We see the main event opening Rampage quite often. So this one was at least for the titles. I still pop every single time for the Mark Henry spot. I think it's so fun. We're going to circle back on a couple of Super Chats about uh, this that have rolled in. But I just want to say this is by far the fastest Alex and I have ever reviewed literally anything in our yep. whole entire lives. And I'm very, very proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Danhausen because we love the Humper Chathausens. Not exactly Rampage related, but we should probably have a discussion about the complete trash fire that (laughs) Twitter turned into after the Cole loss and the Danhausen debut. Wrestling Twitter is horrible, save for very few exceptions. No, we shouldn't have a conversation about that. I don't feel like assigning any weight to it. Not every wrestler on every wrestling program has to be for you. Get over it. Have some fun. I know that's hard for people. Danhausen's real, real fun. Yeah. Mark Losper also saying that I didn't actually love Rampage, to be honest. Bowen's got way too much on Moxley. Another whatever squash for Jade. And the main event was kind of all over the place. FTR remains awesome. Would love to see them higher on the card. 
I think FTR is going to be your first two-time tag champs whenever that happens. I'm hoping we see a proud and powerful run before that. I feel like Rampage is kind of going to be this. It's always going to be in like the pretty good to really, really, really good. Like... It's an incredibly easy watch, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that like really important stuff is going to happen on it kind of a thing. It's just, it's just, it's just a really easy watch. It's fun to watch. We got Shot Kid 29 tossing back in saying that Rampage was fun if predictable show. That's the other piece of it. It's predictable, but Sean says that all the time. Predictable is okay when it's good. And one of the things about Rampage that that I that I that I really love is that um almost all the episodes are taped and I never end up like just accidentally getting spoiled by by any of it, which is nice. Like it's not like I believed that Private Party was going to win or anything like that tonight, but but it was something like I had no idea, no clue what was going to happen in any of the matches. And I love that. Yeah, you kind of do have to more actively seek it out. And they don't make you sign an NDA or anything. So kudos to the fans for just letting sleeping dogs lie a little bit. Shakit also saying that side note, shout outs to NXT UK if Team Kalex wants a still good NXT. Feels like I'm watching pre-USA network NXT. Well, that's good to know, but I, I will say, and I, this might be this might seem mean-spirited, but I haven't watched NXT UK in a while. And the last time I did, there was nobody there because it was at the height of you know COVID protocols and whatever. And so they they advertised um they advertised uh Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin for the NXT UK title in an empty arena match. And I was like, isn't every match an empty arena match at that promotion? And apparently, <laughs> apparently it's not. So I've been I'm behind the times. But no, and whenever I whenever I get the chance to, like it's Gosh, they really had some amazing stuff there. There's the people there that I that I that I need to go back and watch because I followed them at a time. But like, you know, when when GYV is on on the on the regular NXT now, so's the former Valter and Imperium. Like, my my favorites are kind of, Pete Dunn. My favorites are kind of over here already. So I I need to actually go back and then watch some of that stuff. I feel like by the end of the week, I am oversaturated on wrestling, but I should yeah. give an honest effort yeah. because you know what? ROH is gone, so I can make room. Yeah. We've got Graham B saying that Chris Jarrett blows on commentary. Go away. I will. I mean, I know Alex is a huge fan, so I feel oh, like that's, yeah. that's just very love hurtful. Some, love me some of that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's he just needs to modulate. Like, I, I really, I really wish this. This is a, what's what's awesome about this is it's a taped show, so they could go in and edit out some of his crazier, ridiculous, like just just go in and mute whatever his feed was after the fact, and so everyone goes. We don't actually have to listen to him. They could do that. He kind of sounds like Animal from the Muppets when you put it that way. And that's not terribly inaccurate, but no, we have Rob no. Reed chiming in saying that Andrade not understanding the concept of friendship is one of my favorite things on AEW currently. It's amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. And Brent Lockman saying it feels weird. It feels like we need an after school special <laughs> teaching Andrade about friendship. I am so in on that idea. Yeah. Uh, Mark Losper also saying Rosa spoke super highly about Mercedes on Renee's podcast. You can tell she's really looking forward to that match. Seems like they're going to leave everything on the table. Oh, I believe I, it. I, that all sounds very, very much like it rings true. The Nerd Guru saying, how do we get to Jeff? Do you think Hardy family office is dead? Man, 
there's a lot of ways you could do that. I don't even want to start to hypothesize because that tag division is so um, stacked right now. Do you have any ideas off the top of your head? I'm trying to think of if there's like a natural way in. Um, I, I don't. Um, they just like he could just show up one day and like, okay, the Hardy Boys are in the tag division now. Like, I mean, honestly, like I, 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 they could just do that, or they could wait for the perfect time. Um, where, where, where everyone leaves Matt and he's alone and the HFO has, has dissolved and Andrade has poached whatever he wanted from its corpse. And, and, and then it's just him by himself and he's got nobody. Um, but I think they'd have to turn Hardy, Matt Hardy baby face. Cause when Jeff shows up, those guys are going to get cheered and everything they do. So yeah. I don't know what, what they got to do. They got to make Matt a baby face before Jeff shows up. Um, cause I don't want Jeff showing up to turn like like uh de facto babyface uh, for Matt like I would like them to actually be a story involved um and and um yeah I, I think that, that that that's what I would hope the most well we are going to throw it over to Smackdown reluctantly where it seems like creative is just like on another world in a different planet you know and if it feels like we can't find where they are well, maybe it's because they're using NordVPN and they've got something to say about that too. I started to travel a lot more for work, which is why I'm not on this show right now. And there are little things that I'm discovering when I'm on the road. Like I can't watch SmackDown unless I'm live at the hotel because YouTube TV tells me I'm out of my region. Fortunately, NordVPN.com slash Fightful can help. And it helps me watch a lot of shows that I would normally miss because they're region blocked in my area. Helps me get better prices on a lot of pay-per-view stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also use that code Fightful and you're going to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose here with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It has made my life a whole lot easier, especially on the road. Check us out. Use that code Fightful at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Hey, Alex. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot to say about SmackDown. So before we do that, I just want to remind everybody that everybody loves us. Kalex <laughs> three times this week. You spoil us. Also great Joker Seth tribute shirt, Alex. Yeah. That's pretty it's, great. It's the Joker and, and Penguin and Catwoman from, <laughs> from the Burton Batman films. And it says Batty Juice. That's it's, a Be- it's a Beetlejuice Batman mashup shirt. I adore that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about how everybody loves us and then we'll dive into SmackDown. But Sure, do more of that. I like that. Why not? I like the shows for tonight for the most part. Kate, I hope you feel better and just have a chill rumble weekend. I don't have a choice, buddy. I can't go anywhere. And there's a snowstorm. <laughs> so thank you for the kind wishes and the circumstances that be are forcing my hand on that. Anyway, Kalex on Friday rules. Yeah, yeah, it does. Brett Lockman saying we stay in Kalex here. Mike Peterson saying Walter Erm. I mean, Arnold, I mean, Gunther, you're my hero from before. (laughs) Sorry to hear that you have the 
Kate. <laughs> well, I, I, I prefer to say that she is down with the sickness. I am d d down with the sickness. Yeah. Uh, what's the haps, fellow children? Thanks, Mark Losper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jer. Okay, we have a new friend. Yes. Jarlo. 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 Jarlo sounds right. Got a new member of the Fightful family. My daughter Scarlett was born yesterday. Congratulations. That is the best news. Um, Alex had a daughter that was born Royal Rumble weekend yes. in a very stressful situation for him yes. because he was covering Rumble. <laughs> but now she is a happy, healthy baby. Yeah. Not even a baby anymore, right? My She's goodness. Five. She's five now. It was, a, it was our first rumble in the history of Fightful. And Sean was on location in San Antonio. And it wasn't like now where there was like 40 people on staff. It was just me. And she came two weeks early. And so I was like, how do I save this website from going under? And also be, be there for the birth of my child. It was, it was a tough, it was a tough one. We made it My through. goodness. Yeah. Fightful's around. Your daughter is happy and healthy. We're good. Life is all right. Yeah. Good, good things. Guys, before Royal Rumble tomorrow, you're going to want to subscribe to Fightful Select. So much news going in there. I think they broke the Sasha Banks news earlier today, which we are about to dive into now, but a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation. But you know what? Fightful Select has you covered for just $5 a month. Makes it possible for all of us to have jobs. So go over there and subscribe, would you? And I'm sure there's going to be even more news coming out of Royal Rumble. But let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start, I'm told. Um, a medium place to start right now. Because I think the intention of the segment and what we ended up with was great. The beginning of this segment was rough but we get a sasha banks return alex what did you think of the segment and what do you think of them spoiling sasha i don't know if i love it but i certainly get it because i think they're trying to create some buzz and some mystery because there's not a clear-cut winner here right right okay so first it's it's charlotte out there by herself she's 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 taking credit for everything because she's charlotte and then some music hits and i'm like what generic horrible <laughs> creator wrestler crap is this and That's out bad. comes shayna baszler and i'm like no shayna had awesome music it was like it was really cool so perfect for her and she would come out and the little strut she'd wick those just the, the towel around her she'd do a little spades gesture that was awesome and i was like this this isn't that this is bad it was a terrible music for her. And we haven't seen her in forever. And she gets to come back and be like, I'm going to beat you. And she actually, the promo she cut on Charlotte was like, this is what Shayna Baszler was supposed to be all the time. This is who she was in NXT. It's why everybody, like, it's why the people who loved her in NXT loved her. It was because she was this. And then you kind of just chipped away at that for years on the main roster until she's nothing. And I was like, this, if this is your, you're like, like hey, Shayna's ever still around. And this is like, threatening maybe a, a program between her and and charlotte between now and mania i'm fine with that oh no here's Aaliyah, and immediately my inner linda comes out and go Aaliyah, honey where's the rest of your pants because like around the hips 
there was just like string. And I'm like, that's that's not gonna but it's so cold outside, sweetheart. You you can't you can't go out like that. You're gonna get frostbite on your hips. Um, it was it was I don't know. And she's wearing a she's wearing an Aaliyah 317 shirt, you know, because she pinned Natty in 3.17 seconds. So if Austin 316 is I just whoop your ass. Is Aaliyah 317, I just hit you with a flash roll-up to score a completely bullshit pinfall that is going to become my character for the next six months? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Is that what that is? It does roll off the tongue. True. <laughs> it does roll off the good. tongue beautifully. Yeah. Um, the new Shayna music is terrible. There were a couple of new themes that just, man, oh man, they are missing CFO and Jimmy Johnston. Oh. They have gotten so bad. The This was just an interrupting pro, uh, promo segment. with Then Natty comes out, and then, then Shotzi comes out. We haven't seen Shotzi in forever. And and then Sasha Banks, which was a huge surprise. I mean, it was it was reported by uh, Fightful Select, but it was a huge surprise because um, we we thought she was going to be gone past Mania. Well, sorry, not past Mania, past the Rumble, and maybe back for Mania. But now she's apparently back, and she's in the Rumble. She just comes back. She says, "I'm ready to Rumble." By the way. There's even less of her pants than the ones on Aaliyah. It's the same problem. You got on the sides, you got the strings that go down. It feels like that would just that would just eat into my thighs, you know. Just so just just get, I would look like you know I don't know some kind of weird bread or something like like a, a like a marble rye or something. <laughs> she looks like that Christina Aguilera. Remember the Christina Aguilera? For those of you who don't know Linda and Sheila, I. Don't apologize. Subscribe to Fightful Select no, and find sorry. out. Um, yeah. It's get on board or get left behind. You know, it's kind of like that. So um, I'm excited to see Sasha Banks. I just feel like they spoiled so many of the women's rumble surprises already. It would have been cool to have her. Makes me wonder if we're getting something major, like if Paige is healthy enough to do at least a couple of spots or if Bailey is healthy enough to do a couple of spots. 
I think they're sincerely concerned about people tuning in and that that's why they did this. Sasha Banks is a known draw. It's on Peacock. They already got their money. Who cares? Like, it's like, they're not doing anything with any of the pay-per-views to actually try and get people's eyes on anything. It's the, here's the deal. If Bailey is a surprise they've got in the chamber, like if Bailey comes out at 30, doesn't have to win the rumble, but she's just there. She's, she's, she doesn't have to take a huge bump or whatever, but you can get her into a program heading toward mania. Fine. But if the biggest surprise, like if, if, for example, if Sasha hadn't come back tonight and she comes back tomorrow, if we watch all the stuff that happens tomorrow and Sasha would have qualified as the biggest surprise, then they blew their wad here tonight. And it's not, it's not right. They should have had her come out during the rumble. That place would have gone berserk. Like now we expect her to be in the rumble and it's kind of like, oh, all right. You know, like I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it does roll throw a wrinkle into it because I I firmly believe Sasha will win a rumble in her career. Tomorrow is certainly a thing you could do. Like that's good. I very much think that she's going to win the rumble now. Now that I know she's back in it, because I think if you're setting up Charlotte and Lita, like you can do that with or without rumble. Like there's so many different angles there. And I think Sasha has only lost at mania and I don't think Bailey's going to be healthy enough by rumble Bailey coming back at mania after Sasha has won to ruin her moment or, or vice versa, or just to celebrate with her, whatever. Like, I think we might see that and that might be a little bit more realistic of a timeline, but it's just crazy, the possibilities right now, and that actually makes this kind of fun. I wish it wasn't such an unknown because the creative has been so bad going into it, but at least there's an element of surprise here for sure. So I will take that. Continuing the saga, but I don't see my parents here, but J.W. Pringle saying, hi, Kate's mom and dad. Kate, yeah. is your father now Mr. Elizabeth? Yes, he is. Uh, undefeated Paul H., I've got something in store for you come Tuesday, brother. Oh man, that could either be really good or really bad. It depends on what, whatever way JW Pringle goes. It's entirely possible that my dad was like, hey, my daughter has COVID. She's probably not working tonight. No, dad, you know better than that. I'm a maniac. Also, here's a shoot. My older sister's going through a breakup, so they might be on the phone with her. Mm. Sad. Though I want to set her up with Colt Cabana. That's another story for another day. She is an improviser and Jewish on purpose. She recently converted. So, cult. Yeah. Just saying. Make it happen. Mark Losper saying that Sheila and Linda will never be explained. That's correct. No, they will not. Mm-hmm. Valab saying, can I please get Linda and Sheila? Well, you got a little taste of them, yeah, darling. You got some so, so far. It's probably going to be more later. Back to Royal Rumble things. Barring any Ronda stuff, the three, the final three in Rumble are Bianca, Sasha, and Bailey. Bianca tosses them both, or just Bailey, and she and Sasha are the final two. Uh, that was coming in from the Nerd Guru. Man, it could be that. It could I, also I, be Alexa re- Bliss and Lita. I really, I really want Bailey to be back. I mean, she'd be my pick to win the Rumble. I love Bianca. As a general rule, I don't want anybody winning two Rumbles in a row. That is, that you... You can easily get to a, a program between her and Becky without her having to win the Rumble. Like, there are other other ways of doing it. If you can do that, then the Rumble should be a thing like, well, 
we got to figure out a way to, to have like have this person be undeniable in their pursuit of a WrestleMania main event. She's already there. She's got that story with Becky. Like that's the thing is that I, I do I would I rather have her win the Rumble and have a match with with Becky than Ronda win the Rumble and have a match with Becky? Yes. But but I mean just two in a row is going to be hard for me to sell as as much as I love Bianca. But I would love I would I would absolutely accept a Sasha or a Bailey victory. Before tonight's weirdness, Naomi was like my my dark horse hope, but the thing that happened tonight makes me go, I don't even know what the hell's going on with that. So, so who knows? But I, there's a lot of options, especially in the women's rumble for who could come out on top. Yeah. And for that reason, I feel like it's one of the more exciting ones. And the other weird thing is despite all of these surprises being spoiled, the women's roster is so thin that there's still a bunch of open slots that have not been filled. So you'll still see a few surprises, I think yeah. in your NXT call-ups, but Mark Losper saying, is Rumble not sold out? That feels like the only reason you would spoil all these things ahead of time, given we're in premium live event era, the ratings don't count. I don't think it's ever bad to have more people tuning into your product. And I think you also have to think about Monday because it's a new year. It's a new business quarter. Mm -hmm. They need people to tune in because it's one thing for us to sit here and say, they have Peacock money. They have Saudi Arabia money. We don't like the product, but it's another for them to have record low attendances, record low ratings. Granted, they have all this money, but at some point you still do have to answer to your stakeholders for right. it. So I think it's never bad to have more buzz around your product in general. So yeah. that's my thinking on why they spoiled it. Um, the Charlotte promo and the Sasha's back and Aaliyah 317. Don't even get me started on how much she is not stone cold. Sasha looked incredible tonight. She almost caused an earthquake in KC. She, her, I think her husband does her gear and he does a great job. Mm -hmm. She always looks like a star. Mark Losper saying that Sasha coming back surely suggests Rhonda isn't there tomorrow. Um, you know, she, I think she had her baby in like September. That is early. Yeah. That is early, even for someone who is in insane physical condition like that. So my thinking is that they probably leak that she's going to be at WrestleMania two days before she, WrestleMania. She and could do the, the exact same thing that she did her the first time, where she comes out, ruins the moment of whoever wins the Rumble, points at the sign, and that's what we do. And that's it. Yeah. So Ridge and Sheamus versus Cesaro and Ricochet. This match happened, and it was very good. All this does is make me want to see the bar together, and I think what this is supposed to do is put over Ridge Holland, and I don't care. And my God, how many freaking mask gimmicks are we going to get? This is the thing with the mask. They give him a mask to wear because he's still got the broken nose. He's still got the broken nose. He's so he's, he's got to wear the mask, right? But here's the thing: the mask strap in the back doesn't attach, so the so the the mask keeps falling down his face, which means a he can't see because the mask is in front of his face, which is really dangerous because you gotta be able to see to wrestle. I don't know if you know that, but then also it's falling off of his face, so the nose part even isn't even protecting his nose, which means. That's the most primary function of the mask. And now it doesn't function at all as anything. There was, there was a time where he like, like was had to like look up 
and try and figure out where Ricochet was to catch him. And he missed him because he couldn't see because the mask was in front of his face. And they went to commercial. And they came back from commercial. And the mask had not been fixed. Like, you had a whole commercial break with no picture in picture. Have a crew member run down to the ring, figure out what the deal is with the mask. If you can, if you can fix it, fine. If not, sorry, kid, you can't wrestle with the mask anymore because you can't see. It's literally in front of his face. Like you can't do that for that kid. It's not. It's not good. Also, is Seamus such a bad friend? He couldn't even give you the broken face mask that he had for months, and. Isn't this like four weeks after and now he's wearing the mask? I just don't get it with these freaking masks. And it looks so much cooler when you don't have one. Like even when it's a shoot broken nose that like made Becky Lynch. I don't understand why they keep doing this. Yeah. Always great in ring work. Um, but really this just makes me miss the bar. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the highlight for me in ring was the thing is think. Of of the four, we know that we know that three of them are really good, and so it's not surprising when they when they put on decent work. Was this outstanding? Like you gotta go and watch this match. No, there was one really interesting thing where you can find a gif of it, where where uh, uh, Ricochet takes a knee to the face and sells it like he's dead, and that was it. That was the big thing from this match, and then we can move on. Uh, Ridge Holland got the pin. That was that was supposed to be a big deal that he got the pin in his first first match back. Good, fine, let's move. I move on. I suppose we don't need to do any more of this. Yes, we're probably going to do again next week. More of this, yeah, because they never seem to figure out how to move on from a storyline. Oh, speaking of never moving on from storyline, Sonia and Naomi <laughs> have their match. Before that, we do get some information about uh, Royal Rumble and the rules. If you don't know them by now, oh, um, you have okay. a rock all, up of all your All you got to do is watch the show. And every time somebody got knocked over the top rope, they would tell you that if that happened tomorrow, Sheamus would be eliminated. They as they told me that a lot. A lot of times, Kate. If, so I missed it, if I missed it 15 times on the 16th time, they would tell me and I would know. I feel like I'm in an asylum when I'm watching the show. Oh. Like, I just don't. I know. Like, I know. I know what the rules of the Royal Rumble are. And not for nothing. I don't think I'm the smartest person in the history of the world. But, like, if I was watching Royal Rumble, I think yeah. I would be able to catch on. Like, yeah. it's not, um, yeah. it's not, like, so meta and mind-bogglingly complex that I couldn't right. understand. But right. Sonia and Naomi... It happened. Um, we get a segment where she's trying to convince the referee and and some very. Hey, I'm, I'm your boss, so you you should count fast for me, basically. And he like, oh jeez, oh oh no, Sonia, I'm sorry, Mister Phil, but um, but I gotta call this match right down the middle. I'm so sorry. And he walks away. And he was just the most sad sack, little chubby, chubby ref. It was perfect. It was just, he was like the Samwise Gamgee of referees. And he was just like, oh, gee, oh, okay. But I, I'm sorry. I got to be a good referee. And she's like, how dare you? It was just ridiculous. Um, I feel like Sonya has been really great in this role. I was stunned that this match actually happened. I didn't love 
the booking of it because at no point did it seem like Naomi wanted to beat the ever-loving piss out of Sonya. She which... finally got her in the ring. She finally got her in the ring. She could do whatever she wanted to do her. What'd she do to her? Not much of anything, really. A split leg moonsault? Like, um, now I will say this. This is legitimately Sonya's first time in a TV match. Sure. In like a year and a half. So I don't know if it had something to do with that, but Sonya's a professional wrestler. I think she would have been able to handle, um, you know, just even a, a, a fury of punches or forearms at some point. Just that initial moment of heat didn't happen. And it kind of confused me on the story here. And I, I didn't love that about it. I thought the rest of the match was very good. Um, Naomi is one of the most athletic women in the world. Like, I, I would love for her to have another title run. I thought Sonya looked pretty damn good considering this was her first time back in the ring in a year and a half. And you can't not be thinking of the reasons why you haven't been in the ring in a year and a half, which were some very real life scary things. So I thought she she executed beautifully here. What did you think of the match? And then we'll get into the post-match shenanigans. I, I think they could have done a better job. I, I mean, I know I harp on them for like, you know, too many recaps and stuff and treat us like we've been watching for a while. But there is a legitimately probably a good number of people who are watching this who only know Sonya Deville from this role. They don't remember what she was like as a wrestler. Of all the recaps you do, you can't give a 20 second. Here's what Sonya Deville used to be like in the ring. So that, so that for those people, it doesn't look like Naomi can barely beat her boss. Who's not really a wrestler because she hasn't wrestled in forever. They mention, Oh, she used to be like this, but like just those, those clips of when she was like taking people down and doing like, like put your hair up and square and up. Put, put yeah. your hair up and square up was one of my favorite catchphrases oh, of any so wrestler, good. male or female, ever. Put your hair up and square up is great. And now she's corporate and it doesn't it doesn't fit. But I but I, I appreciate I would really appreciate if they'd actually done gone the extra mile and done that. So Wait, match... so but what are you going to do with the rules of the Royal Rumble spot then? No, it's like, you're just going to cut that from programming? No, you're, <laughs> you're right. Um, <laughs> silly of me. Uh, priorities. So um, <laughs> this was a fine match. It was fine. Nothing wrongly wrong with it. Kudos to Sonya for getting back in the ring and, and looking pretty good. Kudos to Naomi for, for being really athletic and telling a good story in, in the ring for the match that was booked. But I don't understand why this match was booked. This match. Not a match between the two. Absolutely. But this match. Like, Naomi has been kept down. She actually cut a promo after the match, which she won, by the way. 153 days. She actually says, 153 days I've been taking this shit. So... Where was the fire? Where was the, I've been waiting to get my hands on you for 153 days, and now I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That's got to be a part of this story. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the whole match, but it's got to be the way the match starts. Now, I think they were trying to do that with, like, Sonya getting under the ropes and saying, get, get her back from me. But eventually, you got to actually have that fire within the match, and I didn't see that. It, it didn't wasn't booked that way. For a, for a thing that was supposed to be a feud capper, after five months, it didn't have any of that passion that I thought that it would obviously have. I'm surprised the match happened at all. Um, I'm really surprised it happened on just 
the go home rumble. They'll go home for the rumble and not at the rumble or on any pay-per-view. And apparently the story is continuing because she won with a split-legged moonsault, which is which is good. Uh fine, but like okay, good. She won. She won and she won clean. And the problem with, with me going like people saying, hey, but she won clean. What more do you want? She won clean should be a standard we all accept as the bare minimum. It shouldn't be like, well, she won clean. That's, that's a really good thing, right? Well, yeah, but the, the option, the other option of it not being that is, is really, really bad. We shouldn't be like just accepting it as what they normally do, even though that's what I thought they were going to do. So that's good. But then Tony says, well, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble too. So, so there you go. I guess she's going to eliminate Naomi. I think that's the, and then we're going to get more of this thing. Am I surprised they had the babyface win the first match between the two of them? Honestly, yes, if there were going to be more matches down the line, which apparently there are. So, I don't know. None of it actually felt like cathartic, like what I wanted it to. And by the way, Kate, they still haven't given us an actual reason why Sonya hates Naomi to begin with. So... I put on Twitter if anybody wanted to tweet me like fake reasons because they haven't given us one. A lot of them were just saying that Naomi hates donuts because Sonia has her donut vlog. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of glow jokes. If you want to throw one in there, feel free. But we'll throw it to some super chats right now. And also our wonderful moderator, Louise, who organizes all these super chats, saying that the referee believed that honor is real. You're right, Louise. And True. I appreciate that. True. Um, Joseph Kira saying that uh, he's happy Naomi won clean, even if it was a, a straight up squash. Yeah, I just don't understand why this match doesn't happen tomorrow. Naomi goes over yeah. a furious Sonia inserts herself into the Rumble tomorrow because Naomi ain't winning tomorrow. I was hoping, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. So just have her eliminate her, and that's the easiest way to continue this feud. This should yeah. have been on pay per view, even if it was the pre-show or whatever, like this should have been on um, Ricardo El Idolo saying that Naomi versus Sonia should have been at rumble. I agree. Mark Losper saying that just watch the start of this Naomi Sonia match. It's always good to start a match in a blood feud with an attempted lockup makes yep. total sense. It's true. Yeah, man. I couldn't uh, agree with you anymore on that, but I got to tell you, we got two segments in a row that have no super chats because nobody gives a shit. So Viking Raiders and the Usos, I I forgot this happened. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, I guess we're turning Roman and the Usos face because we're back to this like goofy Usos thing. Well, no, no. Here, here's the deal. If one of them turns face, they all gotta turn face. Of course, and we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show. That's where I think we can kind of revisit this a little bit. But um, and they, then they, we they said, hey man. You guys stink. Like, like you guys have bad body odor is the worst insult that Vince could come up with in the year I 2022. Jokingly earlier on a Twitch stream told Joel that he smells, and that is what they came up with for creative for this segment. Yeah. So. Yeah. They um, actually said you guys smell bad, and then they daft each other because it was such a good joke. And like what do you think uh, Vikings smell like, dude? I, I mean, whatever. I don't and then get the, it. The Vikings brought out actual axes as though they were going to use them to chop off the heads of the Usos. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. 
I don't know. Drew's walking around with a sword. They have axes. Yeah, it's true. It's so stupid. But Jinder Mahal and Sammy and Zane with Shanky and Jinder and Sammy and Boogs. Um, so there are no good WWE talk shows, and I thought if anybody was gonna have a good one, well, Ding Dong Hello's great. I take it back. Kevin Owens show has its moments. Yes, but, but because but, it's self-effacing. Yeah. I thought Sami Zayn was going to have a good one, and this is this is very bad. This is not that. Um, the match that followed was fine. Rick Boogs, if he wasn't straddled with this gimmick, like so many people, I think really could be something. This gear change is great for him. He's a monster. I feel like every wrestler getting developed now is either going to be Braun Breaker or Boogs. And those are the two archetypes you're going to see moving forward. So yeah. I guess we should get on board with this one. Like Jinder and Shanky are on Sami Zayn's quote unquote podcast that he's doing. That's what it is. Which then, Sammy, just join us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you're that desperate to do a live podcast, we'll, 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 we'll happily have you on. Gotcha. Um, uh, but, but they, they say, Oh no, no. Uh, Jackass is actually really big in India. And then, and then Shanky says, I thought he, I, I'm sorry. I thought he was speaking in his home language, but apparently he wasn't. He was actually saying, I like the bungee porta potty, but because of his very thick accent that I, I didn't realize he was actually speaking English. Um, uh, so, so, cause he, they, everybody likes uh, jackass in, in, in India. Um, it's, 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 the, the that segment is is blessedly interrupted somehow by something I hate, which is Rick Boogs doing the same intro every time. My name is Rick Boogs. We know what your name is. You've been doing this for months, and you're here to rock with Shinsuke Nakamura. Ya, he always says Nakamura. Ya, I don't know what that's not his name. You don't have to put a Y in there. Also. Like they keep saying, he looks like a yoked Freddie Mercury. I mean, suppose because they made him cut his hair. He's a rock star, and you said, and and Ken Vince is like, cut your hair, kid. What are you doing? Like that? No, he's supposed to be a rock star. Like he plays a rock guitar. Why is the rock? I don't understand what any of this. If if his if his if his character, you're right. If his character went beyond, can play the guitar, and <laughs> says the same three sentences before every segment he is in maybe there would be something he is very strong like and that's uh, he's very strong he actually has a really good personality those old spice commercials that he did months ago before he came up to the main roster really he good. you showed he could actually be funny but not if you make him do this i just don't get who any of this helps and nakamura is now cleared to wrestle like we found that out. So why is so why it isn't he, he facing Sami Zayn tonight instead in a of singles match? In a singles match for the IC title. We we I think we figure out that probably Shinsuke is gonna win. So just have the match. Why are That's... we doing why are we extending all of this? Oh well, the good news is oh wait, no, it just gets worse because <laughs> Madcap Moss is on our television. Are there any more super chats about how people love us that we can lighten this up with? No, wow. I guess everybody hates us. Okay, well, we got a we got a nerdy was a question about uh, that he says did Vince just learn of Queen because yes. Rick Boogs is Freddie Mercury? Yes, maybe. 
It's possible. It. He was he was like, "What is this Vanilla Ice ripoff song?" <laughs> um, man, I love Biggie and I love Kofi Kingston, and I I miss the New Day as a faction. I really do. But they cut the promo, and it was just it was it was it was Biggie circa um, late twenty nineteen, like it was just it was like all of the stuff that they did to to build him up into being a serious singles stuff that's all gone now like it just doesn't feel like it's he doesn't feel he just feels like the big guy in the new day now and he cut that kind of a promo he was it was fun it was good he did a really good job and then and then kofi says remember when one of us wins the Royal Rumble, we all win the Royal Rumble, which is a nice sentiment. But when one of you was the champion of all of WWE three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I guess now, that person has a bigger reason to want to be the one of the three of you to win the Royal Rumble. Like they would have had, they said, when one of us won the Royal Rumble, we all win the Royal Rumble. And Biggie said, and that's right. But Kofi, I hope you understand. If it's just you and me, you're going I'm, over. You're going over because I got to get that title back. That's all it would take after being all yuckety, like super happy and fa- like Biggie of old to drop just... down in that moment of like, if it's just you and me, you're going over because I'm getting that title back from Brock Lesnar. Like that. Like, give me that because it feels like they're doing the same thing they did with his buddy Kofi. He lost the the thing to Brock Lesnar, and now he's not even allowed to talk about wanting to get it back. He's not even allowed yeah, to talk well, about it. The other thing with that too, Alex, is if you say if you have Biggie say you're going over if it's just me and you, where does your head go to? Because mine goes to Kofi always does something insane to get back in the ring. Right? So, like, maybe this is the time that both of his feet actually touch the floor because it's, it's his friend, or he gets back in and Biggie can't do it again. Like, you can play with dissension and not have the group break up, but you could yeah. still have it be an awkward situation. Speaking of awkward situations, Mad Cat Moss um, looking like Risky Business Barney Rubble and uh, and Happy Corbin here we crap on it every week because it's terrible. That hasn't changed. The thing that I will say, you cannot put Madcap and Boogs back to back. It can't happen. They should not be on TV in the same hour even. They are way too similar of like a goofy, over-the-top, bigger-ish kind of dude, whatever. Like, they cannot go on back to back. I was so oversaturated. The but... only thing that separates them is that one of them plays guitar. That's it. That's really it. And like... Boogs is bigger, but like they're the same goofy, but dumb. But the same. I mean, Boogs is bigger, but Madcap's strong. He could probably he could probably do a body slam of 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 Shanky. Mad, yeah. Madcap's really strong, but like that's not a character trait. Being yeah. able to body slam a dude who's three hundred pounds is not a character trait. It's just a, it's just a th- just a thing. It's an it's an it's an attribute. I know that's right. We got Mark Lossford coming and saying. Eric Bugenhagen was way over on NXT. Rick Boogs is stupid, watered down Vince version, like everything that Vince gets his hands on from NXT. Can't argue with that. We have the Bugenhagen nerd- uses to come out and play air guitar 
all through the crowd to get down to the ring to get squashed. And then, while lying there dead, the crowd would chant, play the song, play the song. And his song would start playing, and he would come back to life so he could start air guitaring his way out of the arena through the crowd. And the crowd went crazy for it. And it was totally, it, it was a setup of everything. It was a send-up of all the, the tropes and weird things about it. It was a, a huge entrance only for him to get squashed. It was very funny. It was super over and natural and original and cool. And Vince looked at it and goes, why isn't he playing an actual guitar? And that's where the whole thing started, right there. Uh, better days. <laughs> the nerd guru was saying, who did Biggie piss off? I mean, seriously, it's sad. Yeah, Alex, I said I would let you take this one because I've had a fever for three days. And I'm also going to let you take the customary, um, the brand split is a load of shit rant if you want to go ahead and just knock those two out real quick and we'll move on. Like, it is a load of shit. And 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 we can't, we can't accept it entirely. But if they're just going to sneak Big E back onto SmackDown and reform the New Day, I mean, if if this is what they have for Big E, then he's dead and lost on Raw. If this is what they have for Big E and he's on SmackDown, well, he'd just be part of the New Day again. Like, and and we all love the New Day, right? I love the New Day. I, yeah. I I think he, I think he deserves more than that. But if the if the alternative is that he's on SmackDown and hanging out with his boys and getting to do really fun stuff and great tag matches, I'll take that over. He's going to be a mid-card guy who's probably going to put over Omos on Raw. Yeah, I'd prefer him to be on SmackDown. Is it all as well that ends well in this particular case? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. You know what I would like to see is the New Day's face the Usos. I don't think we've seen that before, so I'm just going to throw that out there. There are other teams they could face on SmackDown. I know they're not going to, but there are. There are more. more. Nope. Not for them. No. Mark Loss for saying the plight of Biggie is why we don't need a real reason is why we don't need a real reason why Sonia hates Naomi. It's why we have jacket time. It's why we have Gunther. It's why Kofi is beside Biggie. They're all tributaries from the same river. Yeah, I mean it's it's illogical promos and and yeah. Um or not promos, excuse me, like booking and character work. Um, we did have Jordan Scott chiming in saying that the Raiders should have pulled out Axe body spray and that. Now that would have been funny. I know they're Boom. probably not not uh, sponsored by it, but like, who cares? Or or the Usos could have said, "Man, you need some Axe body spray instead of the axes." They were like, if you're gonna have the Usos be funny again, fine, have them be funny. Why not? Guys, we are coming down the home stretch. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. We would appreciate it so much. Last call for super chats and humper chats. If you're a fan of the Tuesday night show, we do even have a jukebox karaoke request. We have Matt Raikiel saying, Hi, Team Kalix. Tuesdays have turned into Friday. Kate, I hope you're okay. Weird they had Sasha return tonight and looks like they are turning Roman. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second, buddy. We also have Brent Lockman saying, Barney the dinosaur died for the glory that was that suit tonight. Yeah, I got nothing else about the show. Brent, you're not alone, buddy. You are not alone in that at all. And some more love for us, because why not? Brent Lockman putting heart emoji. Kalex. Team Kalex loves you too. Keep cool out there, gabagools. Uh yeah, let's let's talk how this show closed out because I'll be honest, I 
haven't loved every moment of this goofy ass Joker Seth run. Not every moment of it, but that usually has been a matter of taste because Seth Rollins, I think, has done a very good job doing what he can with it. This was a more grounded example of that because there's a lot of truth in this. He's the only guy that can say, I've beat Roman hand over fist time and time again. I loved him making sense out of the story that's kind of been thrown together. I feel like it justifies him coming over from, from raw a little bit. I know it's stupid when they make such a big deal out of the brand split, but it's kind of like a, Hey, I'm the only guy in the company that has this history with you. And I just like to see that they're leaning on history because they ignore it so often. How have you felt about the way this storyline has built out? And do you think there's a possibility that Seth Rollins leaves Royal Rumble tomorrow, the champion? Okay, so um, uh, uh, yeah, I, the Seth Rollins character has been very grating to me for a long time. Um, I, I don't I, the stupidest. Uh, Wearing it's not far an, off from Dad Jericho, to be honest, like yeah, it's the same vein. Wearing an obnoxious outfit again is that's that's just that's their there's their weird shorthand for heel. Look at this fun! Look at this crazy stuff I'm wearing. Ah, my heel. And it's just like okay, it's just lazy. So what 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 about you makes you that besides that? I mean, anyway. I thought that they were he was entirely rejuvenated in my mind because he and Kevin Owens worked so well together. Um, and I really loved their interplay back on Raw on Monday, where, where Kevin was like, Roman screwed me out of the title over and over again when I was on SmackDown. He's not gonna do that again to my best friend. Like that kind of thing. That that was like, yeah, I like I like that. I think that's really cool. And so Seth has been positioned before tonight. As the baby face in this feud, he he toned down a lot of his like weird Joker laugh stuff in the promos with 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 Roman before this, um, and they had they kept having the Usos attack him, and he would like escape, like he'd like leapfrog over them and like he'd like do parkour and stuff with his own. It's just like that's what baby faces do. Um, so they were definitely putting him over as as the guy we should root for against Roman Reigns, and tonight. That all changed. The tenor of this promo with with rope, and I thought they did a great job, both of them. But it was a complete one eighty from what they've been doing, which is which alarm bells are ringing, Kate. <laughs> like they had him, like he was way more jokery <laughs> than he had been before, and he started bringing up, um, like Roman was like, "Listen, everything you're talking about is all ancient history. That's all under the bridge." Well. You know, is is it water under the bridge when I hit you in the back with that chair and change the game forever? And then you see Roman go, getting angry. and like, why does Roman get angry about that? Why would Roman give a shit? Roman's bigger now than he ever was with the shield. Like, he, he, he's, it's not like he's like, you, you, you ruined my career. No, you didn't. You sent him off in the stratosphere. Even Seth pointed it out. But like, but he's super angry about this. His, his jaw starts pulsing because he's clenching his teeth so hard. He goes silent and, and, and Seth digs at him and digs at him and digs at him. And eventually so much that Roman has to throw the first Superman punch. He has to, he's, he breaks down and he's, but he's, he's so angry. He says, I hate you for what you did. I'll never forgive you for that. All that kind of stuff. And the crowd cheers. 
because the crowd remembers how much they hated Seth when Seth broke up the shield. And and it was in that moment where he was like, I hated you. And the crowd cheers for him. I was like, holy shit, they decided to do it. Right in this moment, they said, they turned him babyface. He's going to lose his title to Seth tomorrow. Maybe with the help of Brock Lesnar or collusion of some kind. Like, what? Whatever, it's got to be some crazy carny bullshit. But he's gonna he's gonna be protected. But then he's gonna have to fight from underneath against. He's gonna join the Rumble Royal Rumble, and then he'll win it. And win it. And then he'll because they, they don't have another person to win the Royal Rumble. People are like AJ Styles should win it. Sure, he should. Let me tell you what ain't gonna happen though. No, like he's gonna get eliminated by Omas. Right, at number twelve. Right. So, um, bro, they don't have a clear cut winner. So I always said, if either Brock loses to Lashley or Roman loses to Seth, whatever one of them loses, that guy's winning the Rumble. If they have him lose to Seth, he's going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's going to go on to face Brock as the babyface again, fight from underneath again, kick out of six F5s again, and I guess win the title back that he lost to, like, what? Like the the, the thing about in this is doing it, it they're gonna betray the whole story they fucking built. Thank you. We were so sick of seeing babyface Roman against heel Brock over and over and over again, literally at the main event of WrestleMania. I didn't mean to like burst your bubble on that, but my God, was I ever empathizing as you were saying that because like the whole beauty of this, the only reason I had any interest in revisiting this story was because the roles were reversed. And now if they're going to switch them, man. The, everything switched on a dime with that COVID diagnosis before day one. It really This did. wasn't their plan. This wasn't their plan to have to have Roman going into to like to, to do it. Like this, I mean, it's switched since last Friday. Last Friday, they were pre presenting Roman as the absolute heel, but it was this thing because Roman cares so much about the shield now, even though one of the three dudes isn't even on the company anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... The only thing that I think could be cool would be if Brock lost. If and lost. Roman lost and neither of them won Rumble and the two of them just faced each other for no title. I that mean, would be so cool, but they're I, not going to do it. I would love that, Kate. It's not going to happen. Somebody from his thing says, like, what they should do is have it be a, be a, have been a really long con swerve. And Heyman and, and the Usos, uh, Heyman turns on Brock and the Usos get involved and they cost... Uh, his, his match versus Lashley. And then Brock gets into the Rumble and eliminates everybody and he goes after Roman. Like, that would be better than this. That would, I, I would certainly pre prefer your scenario to the doomsday picture I am painting. But, but I mean, I, <laughs> I don't have any faith. Like, it just, it was so, it felt like so out of the blue to bring up the shield out of the blue like that. Like that was not the thing they were talking about. They weren't talking about that before, and now they're talking about it. And and Seth, sorry, Roman's reaction to it being mentioned just like he went to this really dark place, like thinking about, oh, I'm still so mad about that thing that happened so long ago. We don't even talk about it anymore. Here's what I loved that Seth did. What I love that he equated 
their brotherhood and i feel like the dots were there and i was waiting for them to connect he equated the brotherhood to the bloodline finally too he was like your cousins are trash everybody around you is trash like i love that he finally went there because i think that's what made it feel personal and i also love that he was savvy enough to duck the superman punch that like made sense with the story they were telling so i'm nervous now, I'm, about I'm, I'm, the forecast but as far as the maybe segment this, goes this was supposed to be a thing where they're 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 trying to plant the seeds but it's ultimately going to be a swerve or whatever but like they're never that creative they're never they're you know, like, but, but but even that like just planting some weird breadcrumbs to lead us down down some path like knowing like out of nowhere like it doesn't like it's not like you've been you've been you've been telling two different possibilities of a story and then you're going to skew this way when 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 it comes to the end there's like all right in midstream throw some breadcrumbs off the off the side of the path see if they follow it and instead we're just going to keep going the same way it's not the same thing but and if you are a part of fightful and you have read and seen Sean's um inside the royal rumble pieces too yeah. you'll learn like they don't always have a plan for Royal Rumble. Like up until the day talent finds out if they're going over or not. So it's also like not completely uncharacteristic of them to switch the result. Like if this was AEW, I'd be like, oh, this is a swerve because they are so long-term in their storytelling. Notoriously, that's not the situation with WWE and Royal Rumble specifically. This is just, it's the thing though of like, when you do that at the last minute, you you can you can get you can get the uh the the thing of like well we thought it was a good idea at the time but whoops like putting the money in the bank briefcase on Otis you know what I mean like it's like it's just it's kind of a thing like well we we didn't think that far ahead so I mean I don't think there's a, ch- a chance somebody like Otis wins the rumble but it, it it is it is kind of a weird weird thing to do out of the blue and like you had you had a you had a plan you had a plan for some reason that was the plan Brock versus Roman was the plan got to do it again but I guess we're gonna still get that match but it's gonna be different now or I don't it's know. gonna be redundant now it's gonna be worse I wonder if this I wonder if any of it has to do with the Rock and it does make me curious but mark losper saying roman hated seth so much that they reunited with the shield and mox came back vince is so good at this yeah yeah got a couple more super chats to round us out here mark losper um chiming in saying man that makeup on solo sokoa was absolutely oh wait wrong show uh (laughs) and bill chiming in via humper chat too saying heard an interview with scarlet today I know the popular thing to do is judge women on their work rate, but she is definitely a draw casuals that are still attracted to sexy women acting sexy, charismatic, can talk, define character. Look, I think it's when an entire program for me as a woman, which I hate saying, but like sincerely as a woman and a women's wrestling fan, it's when it's the only representation of a woman you're getting. I have no problem with a a looks-based valet um, with a presence that can talk. Like, you know, Zelina can work, and she was also great in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's when that's the only type of woman that you're seeing, and that's the only presentation you're getting, is like yeah. someone with tan and mediocre highlights calling another woman a bitch. Like, I'm just over that. But, like, 
you know, it's it's a shame Scarlett didn't get to debut on the main roster. And by the way, she ain't bad in the ring. She's not the greatest in the world. There's women that are worse than her on the roster right now. Um, she she can go. She's pretty all right. So um Devin Allen chiming in saying that I know I'm late, but I was at Rampage and it humped. Got to meet Wardlow. I was third row when Simon give me an up sign. I love it. Uh, Moxley being there had us crazy too. It's so great to see him. It's so great to see him back. It makes me so happy. Um, chime me back in on that. Um, Joker Seth versus Roman promo saying, I am the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. I am the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. I am the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. I miss the shield. God, this company sucks. Uh, does anyone remember the last time that Roman lost a match at the rumble and then entered the rumble? Hell, just give him his old music back. Cause he's getting booed out of the effing building. Yikes. Not wrong. Some more support from Mark Losper saying, out of interest, how did Rhonda Charlotte at Mania become conventional wisdom? Seeing people saying this all over the place, I thought SRS said this is a joke, but now it seems like it's expected. I would think Rhonda Becky is the move, um, I, but maybe I, they don't I, want to disrupt Bianca. Like I would uh, listen. Of of those three matches, Rhonda Charlotte is the least my least favorite of being able to watch, but my most important match for them to get to is Becky Becky versus Bianca. Bianca is owed that match after what they did to her at SummerSlam. She is owed that. That was that all of us are owed that. That is the story capper to have Ronda leapfrog B Bianca in that storytelling and get the Mania match instead would would not be great. So I don't know. I, there are there are a lot of not great options within that. Yeah, they have an overabundance of talent and not enough time to sort out what to do with them. The nerd guru chiming in saying that there's literally been six shield reunions since they broke up. <laughs> so bringing it up really doesn't make sense. Is that true? There's been six. Maybe a sore spot, but it shouldn't be. Buddy, if there's been six, you are dead on about that. I mean, even if there's been three, it's been too many. Even if there's been this angle. Yeah. two, it's kind of been too many. But if one of them was for, for Mox leaving, I can at yeah. least you know, way for it, but Mark Losper chiming back in saying that <laughs> counterpoint Kate premium live event ratings aren't public. They are just trumpet the money on earnings calls and nobody bets an eyelid or you're right. in WWE is just hopeless more eyeballs on your products to people who are paying like who are bought in for stakeholders is never a bad thing. Um, so that's my only counterpoint to that. One final super chat here from Mark Losper, and then we are going to get to the jukebox segment that brings us all the way back to Tuesday. But Mark Losper saying, AEW booking idea, the Hardy family office turns on Matt because they realize they suck and blame him. They spend 84 minutes beating him down. Lights go out. We're laughing. Jeff turns up as Willow. Everyone says, huh? Pitbull performs. I'm the best. I don't think so. But... Alex, yeah, are you ready to put down the disappointment of SmackDown and pick up the joy of Tony D'Angelo singing "Bad Reputation"? Yes, but first we're going to read this one so that so that the other thing I do is left. So Danny Boy says, "Private Party store of the show tonight on Rampage." Gin and Juice move got a huge pop from the Cleveland Crown. Hello, Kate and Alex. Hello, Danny Boy. Here Hi, we Danny go. Boy. Here we go. Tony D sings "Bad Reputation" by Joan Jett. Ronda Rousey's theme song. 
I don't give a damn about my reputation. You're living in the past. It's a new generation. A girl can do what she wants to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Not me. Me, 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 me. And I don't give a damn about my reputation. Never said I wanted to improve my situation. And I'm, I'm only doing good when I'm having fun. And I don't have to please no one. Because I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. You understand what I'm saying? Gobble go. Gobble go. Now I can think about is Tony D'Angelo with a mullet. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That makes me so happy, guys. We made it. We made it to the end. We made it to the go home of Royal Rumble. Alex, we're going to yeah. be doing this again. You and me behind the paywall tomorrow, behind the buddy. Paywall. Behind the paywall. Breach the paywall, people. It's going to be worth it. We're going to be doing seven hours of Royal Rumble coverage. I'm kidding. Um, uh, kind of. Only, only slightly. Um, but it's it, we got no time limit. We're behind the paywall. We're going to be talking about Royal Rumble and uh, probably implications of terrible booking and and weird stuff. We're, we're, we should probably just set out some time to, to book the road to WrestleMania. Um, it'll be it should be it should be fun. Uh, so yeah, Fightful Select tomorrow night after the Royal Rumble. There'll be something going on on this channel, but it won't be as fun as what's going on on Fightful Select. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if you like, if you like this thing, if you like me doing this about SmackDown, it's only more fun when I normally do it on Fightful Select because I get to get to be even angry. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. You can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe. You can find me on Tuesdays with my dear cohort to my, well, I don't know. My left, my right. It's different over here, but, um, you can find me and Alex every Tuesday after NXT, uh, losing our absolute mind. If you liked that jukebox sample, well, my God, join us on Tuesdays, Wednesdays at the Mark order podcast, talking all things, all elite when I don't have a 101 degree favor, normally Fridays I'm with Sean Ross app, but happy to have Alex filling in today and tomorrow we're behind the paywall. So you can get, you know, your fightful post show for Royal rumble or a younger, sexier show behind the paywall join fightful select for all of the news coming out of royal rumble you guys won't regret it it's only five dollars a month leave a thumbs up on this video on your way out thank you so much for the support tonight and hopefully we'll see you tomorrow be well spring is in the air at littleton coin company and we want to help you brighten your collection Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save